G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the things that many people end up concluding in life is that they just don't have the power to change. They can see some things wrong in themselves. They know what they are. They've tried to change, but somehow they just don't have the power. Well, I have some really good news for you today. God is that power, and he's already given that power to change to anyone who's put their trust in Jesus, his son. Bernie Dime, it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to chat about the power to change from a different perspective. And please stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. Hey, we've been chatting these last few weeks about the incredible blessing that comes from the righteousness of God, the the harvest of righteousness that God has planned for you and me. Here it is in a nutshell. God is righteous, pure, holy, perfect, and you and I, well, without putting too fine a point on it, we're simply not. And that's the bad news. No surprise to God, mind you. He always knew that the moment he gave us a free will, it would turn out that way. And so the bad news both in terms of the insidious impact of our sin in robbing us of life here and now and in robbing us of an eternity with God. So bad is this news that that God sends Jesus, his son, to die on the cross to pay the price of our sin so that whoever believes in this Jesus can be back in a right standing with God. We believe in Jesus. We actually become as righteous as God himself. We become the righteousness of God. We're forgiven. Hallelujah. That is good news. Not something that we have to work our way into, a free gift from God, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that none may boast. But Blind Freddy can see that being forgiven and having a right standing with God is only part of the equation. It's only the beginning. It's like a prisoner set free at the end of his sentence. He steps out of the prison gate, and it's a huge step, but it's only the first one of the rest of his life of freedom. Freedom is something to be lived out. And so it is for anyone who's taken that first step of believing in Jesus, believing that he died for us on that cross, believing he rose again from the dead to give us a new life, believing that he's placed his Holy Spirit inside us so that we can live that new life of freedom. Jesus said this, listen carefully, John chapter 8, beginning at verse 34. Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And the Apostle Paul, some decades on, restates it so that we won't miss it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. For freedom Christ has set you free, so stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. In other words, the reason that you've been set free 
is in order to be free, to live out your freedom. God hasn't set you free through this great and mighty act of love, the, the sacrifice of his son, in order for you to submit again to the yoke of slavery which sin places on you. He set you free so that you can, in fact, be free from sin and its consequences. You and I both know, we chatted about this yesterday, that a prisoner who served his sentence steps out of that prison a free man. But he can return to his life of crime, and many of them do, and eventually he finds himself back behind bars again. Or he can live out his new life of freedom as a free man without breaking the law for the rest of his days and experience the freedom. I've never been incarcerated, but I've thought about what a horrible thing that would be. I've thought even just one night, let alone a year or two or ten or twenty, would be more than enough to convince anyone not to re-offend. But in fact, many, many do, and the majority of people in prison today are in fact re-offenders. It's incredible, mad you might say. But think about this. It's exactly what many a believer in Christ does. We believe, we take the first step of freedom, but then we go back living the life that caused us to be under condemnation before. Only to find that this newfound freedom in Christ turns out not to be all that it was cracked up to be because we're submitting back to the cruel yoke of slavery, sin. Now, in part, that's because sin is so deeply ingrained in our flesh. The Apostle Paul said this, Romans chapter 7, beginning at verse 15. I don't understand my own actions. I, I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate, for I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. So I find this to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand, because I delight in the law of God in my innermost self, but I see in my members another law at work with the, the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. And that's a problem we all face. Man, this sin thing is so strong in me. I'm so weak. How am I ever going to live out this righteousness of God? How am I ever going to reap the harvest, the blessing, the fruit of righteousness? I just can't do it. And therein lies the whole point. You and I can't do it. We, we can't do it on our own. We simply can't. I can't and you can't. We need the blessing of God. We need the power of God to change. Question is, where do you get it? Will he give me the power? Will he give you the power? What would you say if I told you we already have the power? Have a listen to this promise from God's word. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus, he has given us through these things his precious and very great promises so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and you may become participants of the divine nature. Now, need something to be godly? I do. You do too. Well, God has already given us that past tense. It's a done deal. Don't you love that? God has already given us everything needed for life. In other words, he's given us our lives back, real life, abundant life, because we are now righteous through faith in Jesus. We have a right standing with God. And not just for life, but for godliness. He's given us everything we need to escape from the corruption of this world and become, wait for this, participants of the divine nature, to be one 
with God and to know God so deeply for the image of God to be so bright, so vibrant, so powerful in us. Get it? We already have everything we need. Just like Jesus prayed for us in John chapter 17 that we would become one with him the way he and his dad were one. We don't have to work at that. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we change. The more we love him and experience his love, the more our behaviour changes. And that's why we stand firm. That's why our lives change. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. For this reason, you must make every effort to support your faith with goodness, and goodness with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, and godliness with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours and are increasing among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, God has given you and me so much in Jesus. Wake up. Stop grumbling. Stop living under this deception that we can't beat sin in our lives. It's already been beaten on the cross. We already have a new life through the empty tomb. We already have the power of the Spirit, the very same one, who raised Jesus from the dead. Read Ephesians chapter 1. We have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Believe that. That's God's promise. The power to change. Sometimes with all that we have going on in life, it's difficult, if not impossible, to understand what God's up to. But God, let me tell you, is in the business of transforming your life from one degree of glory to the next. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.